Good morning, fellas. How you doing today? Doing good. Doing well. Thanks, Tony. Good. Um, well, today is going to be a little bit, we're going to pull the band-aid off today. We've kind of danced around. Gonna pull it or rip it? Yeah, we're going to rip, rip it. it. Okay. Rip it. Okay. Okay. Right I don't want to pull it slowly. That <laughs> don't pull awful. it. We're going to rip it right <laughs> off. Um, and we're going to get into some, you know, having uh, experienced racial remarks said to you while on the ice. And we knew we were going to get there eventually. Yep. And I kind of wanted to push it off. Not push it off like sweep it on the carpet, push it off like wait till we had a better time. Well, there's no better time since the Jagger Joshua. The yeah. thing came out uh, yep. 10, 11 days ago. Um, I've been very vocal about it, Anthony. Mm-hmm. You and I have had some heart-to-heart talks about this yeah. and Absolutely. how upset I was. I called you on Monday night. Look at the phone records, yeah. 1048. I was really mm-hmm. upset about Ohio State and, and, uh, yeah, and the Big up. Ten. That's I was you know, fired right, up. Rightly so. And what? so today, before we're going to jump into it, I have a fun little topic. Like you, you guys have heard every racial epithet flung at you in your years and years of hockey. Yep. Instead of saying the worst one, because we know what, we can use your imagination to figure what those might be, but what are some of like, the funny ones or like the mm-hmm. ones that were like, like they were at least trying to be creative ones that you've yeah. heard while you've been on the ice. Anthony, you look like you're ready to just jump out of the chair. <laughs> no, it's just funny because I like wrote about it and um and yeah, I wrote about it and this is stuff I actually talk about in some of the DES stuff that I do. But um we were playing in a tournament up north and this guy was um, you know, got hit in front of our bench. I was on the bench, um our bench was going wild, it was oh ha, ha you know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And the guy just like got up, like kinda like skated, you know me, was like, Shut up, Blackie. And then just like, and exactly, we were all just kind of like, oh, like, okay, Blackie, and <laughs> all right, you know, and so next thing, actually, I, when I wrote about this, I went out next shift, I like buried a guy, and then I buried the puck, and I went by their bench, and I was like, yo, who's the black guy, who's the black guy, and all that kind oh. of stuff, and so that was just a really <laughs> interesting situation, and um, said you know, with the jersey pop, said with the jersey pop, I was that popping is. the jersey, exactly, so yeah, and the reason I brought that up again is like, you know, this, I went to school then the weekend, a- week after that, and um, you know, wrote about that experience in an in assignment. So, I mean, it really did um, had know, an, effect, had on an you. effect on me, you know, and I remember the name of the guy this day and, you know, all that Isn't kind of that stuff. Crazy? I would never use it on, you know, air, but it's no. just like, I, you know, it's it's one of those things that you, this happened 15 years ago, maybe, and you I can still know. Do you know what team you play for? I got to yeah, no, draw the picture. Tell me yeah, what team uh, you play for. Well, play for Coquette. Okay. Yeah, all right. All right. Uh-huh. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, Kendall, let's hear yours. Yeah. I I'm thinking of a couple. One one we talked about, you know, the basketball thing. Oh yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. We have talked so, about basketball. Uh, you got that one a lot. Yeah. Okay. Well, because I wore at Cretan, I wore at least for a year twenty three. <laughs> so <laughs> said with a grin. Yep. You, I've never seen you smile so much. Yeah. When you said twenty three. Well, it was funny because it happened like kids are bold enough, and they said this in front of my dad. He still brings this up. I was standing. Is dad white or black? He's black. All right. Yep. All right. Both of my parents are. So All right. he, you know, we were standing up in the lobby. I think it was before. Because that is, is in context of sometimes you mm-hmm. have white dad, white well, parents. Yeah, white like, parents. So, yeah, so, so yeah. they must, yeah. they would hear a lot worse things than your dad would right. in the hockey rink. And you can Keep talk going. about that too. Yeah. yeah. So that's a funny. Story. So yeah, kids, uh, you know, I was standing up talking to my dad in the lobby and, and they saw I had the 23 on and, and like it was a good three or four of them came up and were like, Oh, you you're playing the wrong sport today, or something like that. Wow! Yeah. Yikes! Jeez! Yeah. Because wow. I was wearing the 23, and then uh, another another time, uh, I don't I don't remember where I was exactly, but I scored a goal. Uh, it was a one timer, and I think it went bar down. It was a good shot, and then a kid came up to me and was like, "Wow, I didn't know black people could shoot so hard." 
And I was like, all right. <laughs> I was, think that might be a compliment in there somewhere, right? 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 Oh, my God. Right. That, yeah. that one got me a little bit because that was pretty, you know, I was just, like, confused. I was like, I think you're complimenting me, but, you know, threw a little extra on there. But Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's been a few throughout the years that are a little weird. Well, I've heard a lot of them over the years, oh, and I, yeah. I've one of the reasons we're having this conversation. We'll get into it. I call it the hundred percent rule. Every mm. every player, not that I'm out there polling players of color, but I met a lot of players in in my day of uh, East Indian, Native American, African American, Hispanic, Asian, yep. and every one of them I've ever asked. It's not like I go out and ask every one of them, but every one that I've it's come up in the conversation has said one hundred percent has said they've had at least one racial slur right. slung their way while playing hockey here in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And we're yeah. gonna get to that topic and, and, and others here on the show. I'm ready to kick this one off. You guys ready? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I can do what I wanna and make you a believer. Here you say I from steady in the street corner. I make you a believer, make you say I. And I can do what I wanna. And I can do what I wanna. All right, boys, you guys ready to knock this bad boy out today? Yeah, let's yeah, do absolutely. It. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, I'm going to start with my preamble, all right, and then I'm going to let you guys just jump in in a second here. So just to set the stage on Jagger Joshua, um, Detroit kid, uh, had an older brother. I remember watching him play as a youth. Um, uh, he has an older brother, Dakota, who's either in the AHL or in the NHL in the Calgary system now. Played at Ohio State, which is another story for another day. Um, and uh, Jagger was playing in a hockey game and had multiple, according to him, multiple racial slurs flung, uh, flung at him from a player from Ohio State. And it's kind of really weird. That's Kadleem Sadlaka, S-A-D-L-O-C-H-A, um, was penalized. And it's documented penalized. And it was penalized for racial remarks. Although mm-hmm. it never said that he was ejected from the game. Yeah. But it was, it was only listed as a 10-minute misconduct. So yeah. that's all the data I have on Monday when this comes out. Right. At this point, on Sunday, I had no idea about this. Mm-hmm. I just looks like a 10-minute misconduct in the in the box score, right? Yeah. Yep. Jagger comes out and says, says, makes the statement, if you're not familiar with it, about, you know, he's upset with that there's been no further action taken on Sadlaka at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. He was supported by his coach, his athletic director, and the president at Michigan State. The statement was made with green colors. He had his jersey on. Mm-hmm. It was clearly a, a graphic made by the institution, yeah, right? right? This wasn't yep. like... Jagger was back in the uh, Photoshop making this thing. It was yep. well. It was a very pretty document, right? Yep. So he see, he throws it out there. It's on Monday, and I'm really upset at this point. I'm like, well, where's Ohio State? Yeah, where's yep. the Big Ten? Right. So then I get on the phone. Right. So I'm start hammering the phones. I know Big Ten refs. Yep. Right. They live here in the Twin Cities. Yep. Just, <laughs> we're the state of hockey. Right. Yep. I start hammering the phones. I'm like, what happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? And they all come calling yep. under, uh, you know, anonymity. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to name any names, but mm-hmm. these are documented refs. And they all said to me, yep, he called him Curious George. Right. Yeah. Wow. Which is, again, 
on the grand scheme, that's why I started with the light stuff. Yeah, it's right. on the lighter <laughs> side, but I'm not saying it's right. Because right. yep. as Anthony, you said, it's like calling someone a monkey. It's yeah, the same exactly. thing. Same it's the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Not over on the way in, but it doesn't matter. I'm just saying that was called. The kid-friendly yep. microaggression. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yes. Very like, much oh, so. Oh, curious George. Yeah. So we that happens. You're, you're not clever. So okay. Monday, this is Monday. Come, we'll just call it noon. Um, late, 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 late Monday night. Right around when we and you are talking, like yeah. about ten forty-five right. on that Monday night, yeah. Ohio State comes out and st- with one of the worst, worst statements I've ever seen. They basically came out and said, "We've worked closely with the Big Ten, right? Right? We've wow. worked closely with Big Ten. We are for, for all for fairness." And they basically <laughs> congratulated themselves oh. for having great ethics when it comes to this. Yeah. They're members of the Big Ten. The Big Ten also has a hate speech policy. Wow. They have a some kind of anti-racism coalition amongst their members. Right. They have all these things that they say, so, right? Yeah, but exactly. they don't they aren't at this point <laughs> they're saying but they're not doing. They're saying yeah. and it nothing frustrates anyone more when you say one thing and you do the other, right? Mm-hmm. This is what's happening right now. Yep. So Jagger comes out and that and then the, and then they make the statement late on Monday night and then Tuesday the shitstorm happens. Yep. You know, P.K. Subban, everybody. We were before the Ohio State. We came out before Ohio State made the statement. Not not after, before, and said, this is wrong. You know why I went out there and did that? Because I did my research, and I called the refs, and yes, this was true. I documented that what Jagger said was true. It wasn't a he said, she said. This was documented. Yeah, he was thrown out for Curious George. Mm -hmm. Boom, threw it out there. So now I know that this happened. Right. And why am I so mad? But why people are like why are you so hot about this? Because I run tournaments, yep. and I thought this is an absolute must moment for the game of hockey for to sure. have a teaching moment. I never once went on Twitter and said, "Hey, Kadleem should be thrown out of hockey. He should be canceled." Right. No, but this would be an awesome moment for the Big Ten, Ohio State, to stand up and go. You know what? We're not going to allow Curious George to be said. We're not. You're going to sit out for four games. And you know what? Kids in Hibbing, kids in Edina, kids in Hopkins, kids in Rochester could go onto our website, learn that this happened to this kid, and he would know, you know what? If I get caught from – if I'm from Cloquet and I get caught calling him Blackie, Mm -hmm. I might be kicked off my team. I might be out for four games. Mm -hmm. You know what? Maybe I'll come up with a better slam on Anthony Walsh the next time I do it. Right. It's just not going to be allowed here in our game. Yep. We had our moment, and 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 hockey failed. The Big Ten failed. Ohio State failed. Everybody failed, and that's what got me so frustrated. Yep. So we talked about the one hundred percent, right? One hundred percent of the players, and this is why people are like, "Why are you so mad? Why are you so mad?" Because we had it happen in our programming. Mm-hmm. Kids, right? These yep. are fifth grade uh, to eighth grade kids, <laughs> the worst of the kind. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We were all fifth to eighth grade one yep. time, right? Yeah. We sat in church pews together when you were yeah. fifth to eighth grade, <laughs> Anthony. You know, you were you were sleeping a couple of those times. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, what here's the hundred percent, which makes me so mad is it's nearly impossible. We've had it happen, and usually the times where YHH, Todd, Tony, Peter, this happens, we're instructed to go out and an- stop the game immediately mm-hmm. when it's happening. Yes. And even when that yeah. happens, we can't prove it. Right. Uh, even after the game, we can't prove it. We've we've been actually more the bad guy in this situation where we're trying to teach and c- correct kids on this type of behavior, yep. and it's impossible. I have it, and I wrote that in my tweet. It's nearly impossible yep. to 
prove when this actually does happen. Now we have a moment right. where the biggest <laughs> conference, sports conference in the country, mm-hmm. with one of the biggest athletic departments in the country, Ohio State, we have a moment where we can actually do the right thing. Anti-racism, hate speech, coalition, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And what do we do? Sweep it. We have, wait, wait, one more thing. <laughs> one more sweep to this thing. Yeah. Uh, and I can't think of his first name. Uh, Warren is his last name. He's the commissioner mm-hmm. of the Big Ten. What race is Warren? Do you know? Uh, black. He's a black, black dude. He lives dude. here in the Twin yep. Cities. Okay. Yep. Uh, and um, Gene Smith is the athletic director at Ohio State. What race is Gene Smith? Uh, He's an yep. African-American. Okay. Two African-American guys chiefly in charge of this process mm-hmm. swept it. Yep. So it's, it's, it's not just yeah. a, this is not just a white thing. Yeah. Right. Well, out of fear, right? They were, you know, probably scared of. <laughs> I don't need the um, problems. You know, there was something that we mm-hmm. talked about off, off, off air, right? Where, you know, a coach might say something and you're a young player and you fear that if I come out and say something, I'll be blackballed, right? Yep. So you're a black player now that is forced to potentially buy into the system of white supremacy to only, you know, you've worked so hard to get to the position that you're at. Yeah. Um, so why would you want to sacrifice I'm, that? You know? I, hey. So maybe that's what they were thinking in their head. I got a nice house. Per, you know, yep. I got a, family <laughs> a nice car. So, right? You know, right, yep. right. So, I mean, it makes right. sense why maybe they would ultimately do that. But, you know, that the point you make, it does take courage to do that. And I will say, if the Big Ten already had stuff codified, it they could have just pointed right to the rule book and yes. said we're just following the rule. Well, the, the rule was, so, the world was to, yeah. to take them out of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah. But I think we had a, an opportunity here to do more than just kick him out of the game. Right. Well, the referee did the his suspension. job. You said like, was there a there was no suspension? Well, no, afterwards. but with um, you said um, like they had rules that you know they have the anti-racism policy. Yeah. And yep. is there a suspension with that? No. Oh, there's so not. Just, okay. So, okay. Just, so he, yeah, they kicked okay. him out. The referee did his job. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the referee I spoke to was not the referee, and they said the guy who called it still couldn't believe that they didn't do anything more than that okay. for wow. this kid. Wow. Okay. Um. The, the part that's so frustrating is that they had an opportunity and didn't do it. And, mm-hmm. and, and I get it. I mean, let's not kid ourselves, and I don't want to make this into a football, but the Big Ten is a football conference. Their, yeah. their bread is buttered, and, and hockey is probably third or fourth most important to both the commissioner and the Ohio State right. <laughs> AD. I get it. You know, the, yeah. this, is all the, this is the week sure of the Ohio Michigan State. game, and you want yeah. me to worry about <laughs> – some yeah. hockey player, right. you know, I get yeah. that. I'll give you about a 1% break on that. But there's yeah. got to be somebody who can write something better than what they wrote about having all these great things. It was the most applaud ourselves for screwing up I've ever seen in my right. entire life. Yeah, but that is crazy. It was similar to what Eustace King did where he was just like, oh, my client went out and did all these great things. That was court ordered. <laughs> Yeah, to prevent exactly. getting criminally <laughs> charged. It's the like, exact yeah. same thing. Like, yeah. we're applauding ourselves for doing, you know. What we had to do. What we had yeah. to do. Yeah, it was terrible. It was terrible. So, all right. So, let's get into it a little bit. Um, uh, I want to, before we got into the show, um, we talked off air a little bit about this. And one of you guys said this word, absorb, which was just, it kind of hit me right mm-hmm. in the heart. I was like, wow, that's a great word. Yep. Um, a lot of times, as, as your youth growing up in the 2000s here in this in this century, you guys, as I'll call you pioneers in the game uh, for African-American guys, um, you guys had to absorb this stuff. 
or just quit and go play basketball like they yeah. told you to, wow. even though you were yeah. way too short, yeah, Kendall, exactly. to play yeah. basketball. I was too bulky. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I couldn't. I, mean, I said to you on our time. podcast, you should have been yeah. a linebacker. Yeah. 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 I still think you should have been a linebacker. I know. You know and this isn't say go play football, yeah. but yeah. you had that. Oh my god, I was I was afraid anytime you went to the corners. I'm like, oh, he's gonna uh, kill somebody. He's gonna yeah. kill somebody. Oh my that's, gosh, that's but funny yeah. you said that when we first started playing together uh, and we met up for ITR and I saw you. I was like, oh, now I got some backup. <laughs> I got some real backup now. Oh, oh yeah, uh, no doubt. I was able to bring down the hammer every yep. once in a while. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about that absorb. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is what does absorb mean to you? What what did? Let's go through some of your. You know, you're in sixth grade because it probably didn't happen until fifth or sixth grade when the the puberty kicked in, and then that's where the the mouthing off starts, right? So yep. probably fifth, sixth, seventh grade, it started to become more prevalent. What did you do to absorb that? Who did you go to? Did you go to your parents? Did you go to your friends? Or did you just do what most dudes do is just bottle it up and not say anything about it, you know? Mm -hmm. Anthony? Yeah, I, I can honestly start with that. So um, I honestly think it starts with you um, You attempt to say something, and then you realize that kind of, like you said, you become the bad guy, nobody believes you. Or it hits um, off the wall and just drops, drops, right? right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, yeah. I won't get kind of too much more into it, but I had a Nani Dani coach, just a summer coach, one time, um, you know, he called me monkey boy, all this kind of stuff. And like, it didn't really feel right. And, you know, he, like, it was wrapped up in some other things. Like, oh, you know, we're fun and games, jokes, right? This, and I remember bringing it to another parent, um, and it, cause like I was getting a ride from them and they were like, well, he was just joking. And I remember still to this day that making it, you know, be felt that invalidated. And, um, so, you know, from those other times, like, why would I necessarily want to say stuff? And then you also run into it where, um, I had, um, you know, a teammate for a while who, um, had dark skin. They were not uh, African American, but they had dark skin, and people would confuse them for being African American and would say stuff every once in a while. And one time they snapped and you know beat the crap out of somebody, and they never really played. Um, we know where they should have been playing again because they were seen as this problematic individual who no longer could really keep their head. So I, you know, that was a lesson as well to you know just keep your mouth shut and to not do anything and then right. not advocating anything like that remotely at all to go do that to somebody. But just that like that is the kind of stuff that you deal with you're like okay if i become that problematic person when well, my career as a hockey player could be over and you know nobody's going to take me and you know i just gotta right so then you let that kind of build up you let that build up and then either you you know blow up or you stop playing the game and you look back on how that kind of happened and how that made you feel um you know years later and um it's a very degrading feeling so i mean there's still times today where i'm like wow like I just sat there and let somebody call me the N-word or just, you know, numerous times the same guy would come up and be like, why aren't you shooting hoops or the basketball courts over there? And, you know, you just got to kind of take it because otherwise you you get a penalty, you go into the box, and so the game is one-to-one -one and your team loses and then you're right. a donkey, right? So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, Calvin Simon, the shock beat coach, and we talked about this, and I've had him on a couple times, and he said his coach, when he first had it, he started crying. He started, Calvin was tearing up on the bench, and the coach mm -hmm. put his hand on his shoulder and said, Calvin, they're just doing that because you're better than them, mm -hmm. and, they're fr and they're afraid of you. Yep. And just use that as fuel. Don't use it as, use, use it as positive, not negative. And he goes, I've used that for, he goes, that's one of the greatest lessons I've learned in life, mm -hmm. you know? Well, I could be at the grocery store. I could be wherever I am in life. When, the, when yeah. that happens, that just, he was, always takes these negative comments as positives. Yes. Yep. You know what I mean? He would always know. He goes, that that coach is someone I've revered my entire life because I don't know what my life would be like if he hadn't put his arm on my shoulder that day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was yeah. powerful. Very, Very powerful. powerful. Mm -hmm. All right, boss. Well, yeah. How about you over there, Kendall? What, yes. We're going to get to the coach later, but yeah. let, let's talk about just in general. I want to talk to 
fifth, sixth, seventh grade, Kendall, when it first started to kind of come out t- yeah. towards you? So I, my parents are a little older. My dad grew up in the South, like uh, Jim Crow era, so he kind of dealt with segregation and things like that. So, you know, I c- from early on, I got, you know, lessons about, you know, this. you're playing a predominantly white sport, like, you know, peop- kids are going to say things to you. And, you know, I remember the first couple times I did react with slashing a kid or da-da-da and getting sent off. And, you know, my parents sat me down and, you know, kind of s- said the same thing you just mentioned. You know, you got to use that stuff as fuel. You know, they want you to retaliate. They want you to get, you know, get you out of, you know, your character. So, you know, kind of from then on, again, I use that fuel, you know, use it as fuel to, you know, I worked harder. I, from then on, I you know summers everything. I you know went extra hard to make sure. My, you know my dad said, you know you're gonna hurt them by scoring a goal, making a play, doing things like that. Went in the game. So from then on, that's kind of what drove me to be a become a good hockey player is is using that thing as fuel. I'll never forget my nephew David, who's Asian. Mm-hmm. Uh, 50% Asian, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he said, I would just use it as as a way to get me fired up. Yep, he goes, exactly. it actually made me a better hockey player yep. as a result of it. I was like, wow, I never thought of it yeah. that. I never looked at life that perspective. He just mm-hmm. used it as a positive. Yeah, I agree. Oh, so good. Go ahead, Tony. No, I, I'm well, No, I agree. And, like, you know, the sense that um, – like there was um, a Panther player that we had, and actually, you know, he's the one that's doing some of the podcasting stuff now. What's his name? Um, Jake uh, Emmanuel. Okay. And Jay Emmanuel, and he basically at one point, you know, was frustrated with how we were doing, and we were like, "Hey, like, we're a black team. Like, we have to come in here and we have to win. We have to be, you know, the best players on the ice, or else, you know, this message that we have to relay isn't going to work because, right? Ultimately, right. people don't, you know, you. That, that's the kind of pressure at least I felt right mm-hmm. every time I was on the ice as a black player, like. Had the to pressure perform. to perform and yep. to do really, really well. So, I mean, like, that in itself is fuel. Yep. But I also then, looking back on that, right, like, isn't necessarily, though, fair that, like, a small population of right. the sport has to use the hate and vitriol used against them, to, you know, for, for fuel um, is very interesting, you know, thought as well. Yeah. Forward jump tops, Joe. I, this is this just this is a new topic that I want to mm-hmm. bring up. And I've been talking about this a lot lately is, you know, there's these oh, – oh, oh, Hockey is a one of the prominent four sports in the United States or in North America, um, but it is the only one that's white, right? An all mm-hmm. white sport. You know, basketball is not all white. Football really, the fan base right. too. What's that? Really and the, and fan, the fan base, base yeah. is, is all white. Do you too. think about on yeah, the yeah, NFL yeah, yeah, playing yeah. field? There is, you know, maybe there's more color involved. You know, on yeah. the basketball court, same thing. But like yeah. the people in the stands, it's a, it's a mosaic, right? At the, when you go to a hockey rink, you got it's, 98% of people. Yeah. I was at the Gopher Notre Dame same. game, and mm-hmm. there was four African American people sitting in front of us. Yeah. And I, I just kept thinking to myself, this is awesome. They're right. sitting there eating their nachos, <laughs> drinking their beer, whatever. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. They're having a great time. Yep. And a part of me is like, do I need to welcome them to mm-hmm. here, or do I just mm-hmm. let them be and yeah, not thanks. force it? Right. Yep. Yes. So one, one of them turned around and said something. I'm like, all right, she's opened the door for me to mm-hmm. say something, and yep. I was purposeful not to, you know, like look at the skin, their skin color. Yep. I'm like, right. oh my god, this is awesome. Like, how many games do you come to a year? I figure it was a great icebreaker, as yep. opposed to going, this is your first time. Yeah, you know, that's I didn't want to do that either, right? Because exactly. that's wow. there's some racism there, right? Yeah, you know. I said, how do you do that? You know, how many of these games do you come to a year? And like, oh, well, this is our 
our first one. Yeah. You know, I kind you could kind of tell, yeah. but not for sure. Yep. But it, we just chatted the entire game and had a good time. Like I just wanted to make sure they had a good time and were yep. someone was like engaging with them, not just ignoring them. Yep. You know, so it was fun. We had a, we had yeah. a good time, and wow. one of them hated it. This is awful. <laughs> and then the other three loved it. But yep. guess what? That's the, that's every sport. Start, yeah. Yeah. If I went to a basketball game, I'd be yawning because. Yeah. It, Literally, it's just not it's not an exciting sport to me anymore. I right. used to love basketball. Now it's just the way it, the, the rules are set up. I don't like it mm-hmm. as much. Yeah, I don't know. I want to actually respond to that. So kind of like, I mean, like, what is your thought on that? Like, uh, you know, would you want somebody to talk to you, like, to make you want to feel more welcome? Or like, in your case, and maybe because we're more around the rink, but let's say we were just people that didn't really know hockey. Right. Would you would you want somebody to, you know, open that door more? Or would you feel comfortable with that? Or would you really want it to be more something that like you... Like attending a game? Like going yeah. to a wild game or a gopher yeah. game or something? Yeah. Or yeah, I, th- you- I think uh, the approach, you know, definitely helps. And and even, even if they came off a little, you know, it, didn't, it seemed a little forced... I would still appreciate, you know, the gesture or their mindset of, you know, welcoming or, you know, trying to welcome some. So I'd be open to that. I would think that, you know, that would be cool that someone did that. Yeah, I feel the same way, and I'm shocked because what happened um, more recently, I was at a pregame wild game, and I've been around the rink my entire life. So, yeah. like, this isn't new to me. Nothing but is, right? Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Not, if not you've been there, yeah. like, you're yeah. a veteran. If you've played, yeah. you understand it, right? right? Yeah. So I was at the rink, um, and I walked down with a group of, like, uh, we were trying to get just, you know, the stuff I do in the community. I trying to get people of color, less represented involved in hockey. So we had yeah. people that were players of color, you know, going to the game. And we went and sat down, and this is, again, like, bear with me here. I heard somebody say, looks like we got a couple of turkeys here. And just went about the time there and whatever. And then I went home and I thought about the comment. I Googled it. And Turkey is like an inept, annoying person that like is just there to bother you. And like, you know, part of me was like, you know, wow. Like it really seemed 100% like it was aimed at us, all that kind of stuff like that, right? But then I think about from you, you walk in and you're like, wow, this is freaking exciting. I want to be able to talk to these people, figure out what's going on. Yeah. And just like how that. It's crazy to me how that can't be the mindset, or that should be the mindset. You know, that could be the mindset of everybody, but instead somebody looked at it as, as more as being an annoying to be in the ring. And I was like, wow, like, what, what, did they what know were you we doing were, that was being annoying? Nothing. Like I was saying, we just walked in. Like, <laughs> we just walked in and sat <laughs> down. And that's what I was kind of saying. It's more just like, again, you sure you weren't like chugging beers yeah. or <laughs> being loud, so, no, cheering yeah. for the uh-huh. other team yeah, or something? No, Those, no. That, to me, mm-hmm. that would be the definition of yep. a turkey at a game. Yeah, Someone's right. like, now you're just getting in my way. You know, you know, mm-hmm. the, there's two kind of yeah. fools the person yeah. who does it in front of your face and the mm-hmm. one who does it out in the woods. Like, right. yep. not, you know, that, if you're being a fool, then you get, yeah. I think you earn turkey. But yeah, if you're not, right. then. No, yes. not remotely. We had literally just gotten there. Um, you know, again, I was with people who are hockey players or around the rink. Like, they, they, they just they said that and made an assumption when they, they could have done your approach and talked to us and said, "Was this your first game?" And we say, "No, actually, that we are. <laughs> we're a group of people that play. We play hockey. We for all, life. We're yeah, lifers. You know, we're we're probably better yeah. than all of you at hockey." And I, they looked like they did not <laughs> play, uh, play, or had not skated at least, and you know, done any exercise. Now you're getting into another one but, of my pet like, peeves. No, like, it was very, you know? it was very uh, shocking. But again, like you, like I, I would have loved to have had run into you and to have that happen and then had that conversation because like, you know, ultimately again, we're people that are lifers, but like, let's say that we weren't like, and I would never gone to a rink again, but like, luckily I love this sport and like, it didn't bother me. And then, you know, but I had like 10 different scenarios in my head. I'm like, Mm -hmm. don't say this. Don't say that. You know, cause there's so much you can't say anymore. Like that That could be wrong. Mm -hmm. And I go, okay, don't, you know, and then I was just Mm -hmm. like, Hey, how many of these games you go to? I'm like, it didn't, Missed all the boxes. It's a great approach. Yeah. You know yes. what I mean? Because now you're not, you know, I'm assuming that you come to a lot of games just like I do and, yep. or whatever. For me, go for games, it's like probably three or 
four a year, depending on the schedule. Usually yeah. in the mm-hmm. fall because winter goes nuts. <laughs> right. October games are good for my schedule. Yeah, so yep. just bringing that back too. I was running the box one time, right, and the person who I didn't know came in, and the first thing they said was, "Oh, is this your first game?" To and you, like you, to me, and like you said, like and it was <laughs> not yeah. hostile. It, it was wasn't. not hostile. It's, like, I'm sitting there being like, "Why would this be my first game?" Like, I know. Yeah. I run games all the time. I know. So, like you said, the way you approach something and, is and really. By the big. way, you it's need really to come big. work for us. Yeah, yeah. none of this yeah. Yeah. hockey yeah. association yeah. crap, man. All right, yeah. come work yeah, for yeah, us. Yeah, I got opportunities for you. Yes. All right. I know. I wanted to get to this white sport thing. One of you guys just said it. I wrote it down. How do we get it? How can we do this where it's not just a white sport? You know what I mean? It's just frustrating yeah. to me. And again, like like uh, girls hockey is growing, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're growing that part of our game, and I, and it's almost indicative. You know, we're like sixty forty, sixty five thirty five participation. Mm-hmm. If our state is six percent uh, of color, nineteen percent, whatever that number is of color in the state, how can we get hockey to be Six percent, ten percent color. That's to me mm-hmm. a really good goal for our state. Yes. You yep. know what I mean? And welcoming is number one. And 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 one of my biggest cop outs is money. Like, yep. and mm-hmm. I, I scream at people. Who's like, oh yeah, it's too expensive. I'm like, I, I'm white people. Every people, yeah, I say right. it's not that expensive. Yep. And I always tell the story. Gavin Lyons. He's actually a, a in the athletic department at the University of Minnesota now. Grew up in my neighborhood. My grew up with my son, um, and. He and I have talked a lot about race relations and hockey and athletics, and he's a really smart kid. And he never played, but he played basketball. Yep. You know mm-hmm. what is AAU? Do you have any friends that play AAU hoops? Um, yeah, back in the day, yeah. 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 How much did they travel in the, in the spring, summer? Oh, a ton. Yeah. A lot more than you did. They, yeah. they were gone you would time. maybe yeah, go on gone. one. Yeah. Our AAU, our AAA team, may, maybe go out of town once in an entire spring, summer season. Gavin yep. right. was gone every weekend. weekend. Yep. Yeah, he gone. was no D1 I mean, I might have yep. thought he was going to be D1, yep. and maybe he was buying into that. But right. you see where I'm going with this? Yep. Like, where are these people getting the money to go to Kansas City for a weekend? Yep. And, and these AU teams weren't cheap. So, like, don't give me this, oh, basketball is cheap. Right. Football is cheap. <laughs> no, it's not. Yep. It, you can spend as much as you want or as little as you want. Mm-hmm. So that's the message yep. that I'm trying to get out there, and we're trying to get out there. Yep. Yep. You know, your hockey stick guy, mm-hmm. yep. you know, yep. with yep. a really incredibly hard name to pronounce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas. Yeah. Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> so, hard. so hard. All right, awesome. let's let's move on. On. I, I want to. I, I, this is a really good discussion, yeah. by the way. Well, I, I, are you going to ask us how we want to get it improved, though? Or how yeah, we we're going. Okay, that, okay, that's, okay, that, okay, that, okay. Here we go. I yeah, 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 I got, like, no, you have I, I got, I got okay, checklists okay. here. Yeah, but I wanted to just get that out there. Yeah. Uh, Matt Nelson is my next topic. Yeah, okay, okay. Matt's Matt's the star of your book, right? Yes, you yep. you think you're the star of the book, but yeah. I think Matt is the true star of this book, right? Could not agree more. So Matt is the kid who stood up for you in a hockey game, right? And you write about it, and he's and he's actually in the book. That's a great picture, by yeah. the way, in the book with your arms around each other at the podium, state tournament. Yeah. My God, it brings yeah. tears to my eyes. <laughs> I was in the room that night. It was awesome. Oh, oh. Um, anyway, uh, it was this kid from church. My, my yeah. buddy from church, Anthony, was yeah. had scored the game-winning right. goal. I was like, that's I know him. Crazy, right? Church. <laughs> sleep. The kid sleeps in church. <laughs> that's funny. Not that practice. Just yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. All right, so Matt Nelson stood up for you, right? Yeah. yeah. So this yeah. – this segment of the conversation is talking about how can kids in Minnesota, or if you're from Toronto listening to this, or anywhere in the world, how can you 
what can you do to be Matt Nelson? Let's let's give Matt Nelson's future Matt Nelson's the the uh, the tools. Yes. Right. If you have a, and there's going to be a kid of color on your team. They're they're going to be there's gonna be an Asian kid, there's gonna be an Indian kid, Native American kid, African American kid. They're yeah. gonna have one on your team eventually. Yeah. And especially if we have things to Even, say about and, it. Right? Um, like hockey people with disabilities playing hockey at yeah. the hockey hall of fame. There was oh, like, yeah. Yeah, the man who was a uh, goalie was uh you know, an Asian um American player who um Asian from the continent of Asia, like, you know, going in yeah. and all that kind of stuff, right? And so just, you know, amazing. Like and just a brown skinned person who is a goalie. Yeah. And who is a uh, you know, person with disabilities playing hockey. So just like it's, your point you're making, like, you know, he, he mm-hmm. had stuff as well, you know, and, and that happened. He talked about that. So it's, it's, it's everywhere. Speaking to white kids, boys and girls, mm-hmm. how can you stand up? What tools can you do other than you now you're going to be a hero and you're going to be you not everyone's going to be featured in a famous children's book right. as a hero. <laughs> That's that. That can't be your incentive. Right. Yeah. Is it, it? I'm going to give you some choices. Is it do the right thing. Right. Uh, be a leader. Be different. Uh, be special. I mean, what, what, be courageous, be, be proactive. Yeah. Right. You, you know, know, like you said, go ahead before the incident happens and tell that person of color on your team that I support you and you can come to me if this happens and we can go to the coach together and yeah. we can, you know, I stand with you. Yeah, for sure. Um, stand here's, here's the guys I want to, I, I, I really, and, and we're going to get to you in a second, Kendall. Mm-hmm. It's standing up to your coach, right? So if you're one of the other 19 players on Ohio State, yep. you should go to your coach and say, Steve Rollick, guess what? You should do the right thing here and, yeah. and suspend him because this looks bad on me as I, I'm a cohort to, cohort to this crime that, that was committed, and yeah. I don't want anything to do with it. Yep. And there's a transfer portal for a reason, and I can't be here at this school. Right. As awesome as this school is, I got to go. I mean, this is that takes a lot of courage. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to get the courage in just a second, Kendall. Yep. But any other advice to future Matt Nelsons out there? I like the creative. I like the, you know, doing something conscious. But seventh grade kids just don't have that ability, do they? Yeah, it's it's tough. I think a lot of that is, you know, stems from parenting, you know, telling your kids sure. to be be open and, you know, involve everyone don't treat one person different than the other you you know in sports you were taught you know you guys are all on the team it's a brotherhood so it shouldn't be any different from you know you're not going to be best friends with everyone it doesn't matter but you know you should have the same level of respect for everyone on your team it's perfect because there's two scenarios right there's Mm -hmm. two scenarios of this this racism that happens on the ice the one scenario is standing up for your teammate like matt did but there's also when your teammate says something to someone on the other team, you say to them, hey, not on this team. Yeah, right. Go do that someplace else. Mm-hmm. Really hard to do because yeah. now you're shaking up that brotherhood. Yep. Not that the brotherhood's like, hey, let's go let's do some racist stuff, you know, right. like, but you don't want to upset the vibe on your team Yep. being some, mm-hmm. you know, civil rights activist well, you either. You capital with your team, right? Yeah. Like, I kind of saw one thing where, like, if you're – like a white person, a group of white people, where somebody's telling like a like a black joke, oh. it's really hard to be that white person to say this is wrong this because is wrong. like oh. nobody else yep. in the real, you know, it's very like difficult. That's a, you know, it, like, it I grew up in it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know, would hear yeah. it, and you're like, yeah. oh, I gotta listen to this, you know. And then yep. when I was 12, I part, you know, participated. I was 18, I'm like, I don't really like this. By the time I got to college, I'm like, okay, yeah. I have my wings out. I'm like, all right, I can be one of two people here. Yep. yep, I can hang out here, or I can stand up and say, hey, not here. We're not doing that here, yep. you know. And by the time I was a senior in college, I was a leader in my fraternity. I'm like, we're just not going to have that, yeah, exactly. you know. 
yeah. or just not going to participate there. <laughs> yeah, like you, you said, doing gonna... leading on the right, you know, just yeah. being leading by example. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, like you by just standing up saying something, like somebody says, wow, you know, Tony has a lot of like power, right, for this social yeah. group that we're in. And he he said that and he didn't, you know, he was not scared, right? Or, or if he was scared, right, he powered through that. He had courage, you know. So, so that's what courage funny. is. Courage is not the lack of fear, but powering through that fear. I had this kid, his name was Justin Harris, African-American kid I coached in football, and uh, he was like a fifth or sixth grade kid. Man, this kid was good looking. Mm-hmm. Just big brown eyes, great smile, yeah. good athlete. I don't know where Justin Harris is today. Mm-hmm. His mom was oh, yeah. a sweet he's lady. Like, yeah, I'm a model. He's I, I, probably. <laughs> just, a, just a great kid, right? He's yeah. probably 30 years old mm-hmm. right now. But anyway, he... Uh, and he could have a problem going down the wrong road. And I said, Justin, you are a leader. Mm-hmm. You have all the gifts in the world. You can use those gifts for good or you can use those gifts for bad. Yep. You know, And I encourage you to use them for good. And that, that's, that's the same message I would give to white hockey players. Yep. You have a lot of gifts out there. If you have some leadership, stand up and, 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 and use it for good. Yep. Yes. So there's my Matt Nelson speech for the day. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, people remember that kind of stuff too, right? Like you know, you're not just oh, yeah. doing that, to, and then like, and you don't again, you don't do it to be remembered or to get accolades or anything. But oh. like you know, it's not just Matt, right? I've had other teammates, other situations, not even just on the hockey rink, where right. you know I hold those people to such high regard. I have so much respect for them, and especially doing the right thing when it's not easy. Yep. You know, no. like, and that's what you said. I mean, to be that person in a group of, like, you know, all white people or all whatever people and to, like, stand up for somebody that's not even there is a really powerful, you know, thing to be able to do and to be able to, like, say that. Um, and every single time you do that, you gain, you know, consistency and it gets easier, becomes a habit. And when it becomes habit, then it's just something that you do naturally. So Usually it only takes one time, you know, for someone to say. <laughs> a team for a season? Yeah, yeah, yeah you it's just, over then. Yeah, you just, you know, you knock it out right away and – Usually it's not an issue, but it's when you, you know, have a lot of bystanders and that's when it continues to grow. And you it's know. funny, I never thought of this. The coach, a youth hockey coach, if you're a PBB coach here listening or a Bantam AA coach, whatever, a girls mm-hmm. coach, and you can you can knock this out right away on your team. Yeah. Yep. You know, again, not something. It, it's weird. My son grew up with uh, Princeton Opong and and I can't think of the other kids right now, uh, but mm-hmm. two African American kids mm-hmm. and a girl. Yeah, on his squared A teams and PBAA teams, and they were really good players. And it just wasn't something that was even had to be brought up. Like, well, we have these players, and we're just going to stand up for them, whatever, yeah. no matter what. Right. You yep. know. All right. Uh, yeah, I want a good point, though, about just at the beginning of the season. Just, just, knock like, just it go yeah. in. And we're say, just not going to handle that. We don't tolerate this um, yeah. on any side. If you hear it, you know, tell us zero tolerance. And if you do this, you are gone. And right. You know. I want to go back to an absorption moment, mm-hmm. and it, it kind of leads into our last segment here. And uh, Kendall, we were talking about your freshman year mm-hmm. in college, and something really bad happened to you. And it's it, it would talk this kind of get leads into the courage thing, and yeah. and and I mean Kendall was in a really bad spot. I want to hear about this situation. Yeah. So uh, freshman year, um, I think Had you it, played one or two years of juniors. Uh, two years. Yep. So just to give some people perspective here he sacrificed two years of post college life post high school life yep. to play hockey yep. and to, to live out your dream of playing college hockey now you're a freshman playing college hockey yep. 
continue because yeah. that, that, that gets left off. Yeah. Like yeah. now you're in a That's real a pickle, yeah. right? You're in a kind of pickle <laughs> when you get to this situation. Like, dude, I didn't just give up two years of this to go right. stand up to my coach and then be gone. And now I got to go find another school or exactly. another situation. So yeah. keep going. Yeah. What's that? You're comfortable telling the story. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. I can Sorry. tell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, I just brought it up fine. beforehand. I didn't it's know awesome. you were going to tell it on no, I think okay. it's a great okay. story. Okay. Yeah, so uh, freshman year, um, it was around Christmas time, I believe, uh, right before the semester ended. Uh, we were on a road trip. I was actually hurt. I sprained an ankle or something. Um, and the team was on the road. And, uh, you know, the freshmen are usually uh, – responsible for unpacking the bus uh and you know they forgot some bags on the bus or whatever and the coach comes in in front of everyone and and says you know i'm not you know a racial slur and you know you guys need to go grab the bags yourself so and he said this in front of everyone and which included another african-american player in the locker room correct yep and um, after the game, uh, the other African-American player called me and, uh, you know, told me what happened. And I'm sure he was upset, too. Yeah, he was. And, and you know, before then, we, you know, we really didn't, you know, talk or hang out that mm-hmm. much because he was a senior. You know, he had his own crew and did. So, you know, that moment was like, wow, like, you know, we were in a pickle because he was a senior. I was a freshman and we didn't know what to do. You know, we were thinking going back and forth for over a week. Like, you know, if we tell the AD, like, we don't know the AD that well. Do we trust him? You know, if we tell this information, like, and it gets back to the coach, then we're gone. You know, I like you said, I've worked, you know, the last 20 years to get to this point. You know, I don't want to throw it all away. So, again, yeah, we, we ended up not saying anything. And, again, it, we talk about the courage of teammates. I don't remember it anyone you know standing up and saying oh like we'll support you if you go tell or you know that would have helped us immensely with our decision on you know going to you know going to tell ad or whoever else but But those guys are probably in the same situation yeah i had two years of juniors and i've been here for two years or whatever and then bam but you have strength in numbers though and to kendall's point i mean like everybody in that room you know, I don't care. You knew that that was wrong, right? Oh, and that, yeah. like, yeah. At, you know, and then another thing, right? You have a teammate in there who's African American, right? And even if there wasn't, it would have been so wrong, and somebody should have said something. But to, to, you know, to let that pass, I think was again a, a moment that a lot of people miss there. And you know, obviously oh, yeah. we're talking yeah. about now to this day, you know, not to to shame anybody, but again, because we're highlighting probably how hard it is really to. Yeah. stand out and actually step up and say something in a situation. It know? is yeah. difficult. And, and yeah, and that, you know, to this day, it's the, you know, I think about it all the time because it, it does suck because you feel kind of, you know, less than a man to not step up and, you know, say something to someone that has done that to you. But in the other foot, you don't want to throw away everything you worked for. And, you know, and I'm at a small D, D3 school in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, so, you know, if I put this on social media, you know, I'm, I don't have the reach that, you know, maybe, you know, the Josh, you know, the kid from Michigan State would have. Well, he also had the backing of his exactly. school and his coach and his president. Yeah, and this yeah. was back in 2015. Like, yep. you know, people, you know, the, the, like still, this is now 2015 is no excuse. No, 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 no. no. I mean, it was I never mean, any excuse ever to say that. But I'm just yeah. saying more of like, you know, I don't had think. Kendall tweeted this in 20. 
fifteen. Had Jagger Joshua tweeted that in twenty fifteen, it might not have right. gotten pre George you know, Floyd. Pre George, yeah. yeah. So I, I just think it might. It, I don't think the world was ready to hear that kind of stuff yet. To and absorb it, that word again, you know. Oh, okay. Well, I do. I really do. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Maybe I just grew up in the wrong house or whatever. But like, <laughs> the right my, one, my but, dad yeah. was marched, you know, and yeah. Plymouth Avenue riots. You know, yeah. he was there. Like, this is just something that was not something that was going to be a, you know, uh, tolerated. Yeah. You know, the other, that type. It's just not going to be. I don't tolerate that. Yeah. The other thing is, is you know, we've been dealing with this our you know whole career. And again, we've had many, I've had many, you know, instances where the I've went, to, yeah, went and told someone, told coaches, da da da, and we see, I see the same kid the next, you know, the next week playing against him, and nothing has been done. So, it's like, you know, if I do t- tell, is it anything really going to happen, anyways? So I think the best solution uh, that at least I've taken out of this, and see if you have anything more to add, is mm-hmm. the education. Let's just educate people, right. you know. And right. I think people hear your story, Kendall, hear your story, and the more they hear it, the the less chance that this happens to exactly. your your sons or daughters or the the next generations. I think mm-hmm. that's come back to that. Speaking of education, let's do some more education here. But yeah. this is for maybe some of our listeners. Of all different genres, right? I got, I got a few different ones. Okay, well, you got yeah, your, oh yeah. you got your adoptive parents, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So you got mm-hmm. say you uh, say you're the Brimhalls up in uh, Fergus Falls. I, they're a good family. Yeah. They have an adopted African American daughter, Maddie, who's a beast of a player. Really, shout she's, out Maddie. She's so, awesome. good, so good, so yeah. good, <laughs> <laughs> and one of my favorites. And uh, um, you're adoptive, and you're white, yeah. and you have. Uh, how can you? counsel you being an adopted kid um uh anthony how can you help them you know be their advocate but also uh what what are some advice some tips for them yeah i've I've honestly thought about this a lot more recently as well so like i think um kind of getting to being proactive is, is something like i would never really go to my parents personally um for many reasons right like yeah, one, parents yeah right their <laughs> parents um you don't necessarily know how they're going to react right like you don't um you know parents can really sometimes hurt careers as well. You know, for, you know, if they yeah. go out and they say something wrong to the wrong person, right. We said, if nobody cares about that as well, right. You know, um, that's one thing. So you tell your parents and then they might do, or you tell your parents, they don't understand, right. As a, as a black person. Um, and then also kind of, again, I, so I think being proactive, like having that conversation, going and asking your kid, like, has this happened to you? Yeah. You know, like t- how does it make you feel when it does? Like if Perfect. it happens, come and tell me because I want to be there for you and support you. And like, you know, and we won't, go over the top. We'll talk to you about what you want to have, you know, be right. the, the process. But, you know, because sometimes that as well, right? Because now the- hijacked from you and then you don't know what's gonna, where it's going to go. And next thing you know, right, you know, you said like you're <laughs> having the, you know, had talked to people you don't want to talk to or something, you know, when you just right. wanted to ultimately or maybe they want it or maybe the kid wants to process it their own way. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. So there's that. Yeah. So there's there. And then I also think, um, right, having um, having like people that you can point to for representation that are not the creme de la creme and that I think that and that's we learn that as well but like you know Walter Payton Michael Jordan right all these people as you're like a white parent that you're trying to associate with your child but you're having them look at all these people who are you know phenomenal and that's great that they're phenomenal but like let's look at the regular people who are you know like us as well the lawyers the doctors the pharmacists the librarians right and like let that be a part of their life as well. So, you know, introduce them to people 
have other them, than you know, sports figures, other than sports figures, right? Yeah. So like have have that be something as well. And I think that that's something that we, um, and it's nobody's fault ever. And this is what I always want to say. And my parents know I talk about this kind of stuff, so I know. So it's like you know, but you, it's a learning process. So the fact right. that I can be here to tell you that now. I think it's a really big deal. And that's why I'm telling, you know, white parents or parents who are adopting a child that is, you know, a different um, race or religion, ethnicity or whatever yeah. than you, you know, go ahead and seek out people that are regular, you know, for a regular of that group of people um, to have them go talk to, look up to, talk, have a be a mentor, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So um, those are probably two things I would say. I could honestly go down the list, but that'll be another time. So All right. <laughs> so you have. Uh, both black parents, mm-hmm. and you were African American growing up. What are what are p- parents of people of color? How can they educate their kids um, if they're listening to the show? How can, you know, when dealing with this topic. Yeah, I you know I think it, a lot of it goes back to just you know being being aware. Like again, this problem will probably continue to happen. You know, you're always going to have kids saying things, but again, don't let it affect you. Don't let it. Get you out of your character, and again, I think we're in a time where if this you know does happen to you, you know speak out. You 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 know you have the voice now. You know people will hear it. You got a lot of different people that are you know supporting you know these efforts. So to you know don't feel discouraged or you know you know don't be in a shell. Go ahead and say what you need to say and get that out there to help you know stop these kind of things. Uh, did you guys see this uh, uh, U.S. national team captain? Uh, I'm looking Tyler Adams, I believe his name is. Oh, uh, he was being interviewed by uh, oh press, yeah. press the soccer yeah football yeah, yeah. football yeah. Uh, and basically got asked how do you how much pride can you take in in uh, playing for country with systemic racism? I mean, the guy just <laughs> floored him yeah. right. Yeah. And did you see his response? It yeah. was, you it know, was well, extremely yeah. well done, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the point of what reason I'm bringing up him is um, we have a – he basically said I've been to every country around the world, mm-hmm. and we're still the best country is basically mm-hmm. was his response was. And right. the, the point is, like, let's work through this. How do we – um, what message do you, if, if you kind of had, we're put on, you, I'm giving you a very similar platform, but not the world cup, but mm-hmm. a similar platform. What could you say to like white parents of white kids? Cause that, that's probably our biggest audience, right? Think about it. You know, yeah. what do you tell that coach or what do you tell that, you know, how to, what are some advice you could give them as they listen to this? Like, Hey, you know, be careful, be smart, be wise, be all these things as, as parents, you know, for, for their kids. So are you asking, um, like, how would I respond to a question about, um, you know, how do you feel s- supporting a country that is doing that? Or are no, you no, no, no. I, I, my point is he kind of got put on the spot. Like, yep. mm-hmm. yep. and, and, and I'm putting you guys on the spot. Like, what could you tell if you, if you had a group of, let's just say, uh, white hockey parents in a room and you had 20 of them? And what advice would you give them to parenting their kids on the topic of race relations? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I actually do this in classrooms. Yeah. So, um, you know, one thing I'll say right now. Segway. So, um, you know, <laughs> guess my favorite color by where, what, what shirt I'm wearing. And navy blue. 
oh, my favorite color is purple. So, you know, the only reason you'd ever be able to know that, and this is right, and this is a trick question. Kind of purplish color. Well, I was yeah. scared you were going to say that. But, <laughs> um, but so, you know, white and navy blue is on my shirt, and this is the activity I do is I say, yeah. what's, what's my favorite color? Try to guess it by solely what I'm wearing. You, yeah, you yeah. can't do that, right? You can't. So you, right. it's impossible. And yeah, it's a yeah. silly exercise, right? Oh, but so at the end of the purple. day, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's how people treat other people that don't look like them. And, like, that could be, your favorite color could be purple because you are wearing purple, right? I mean, you could be Although it's kind of periwinkle. That is kind of you periwinkle. Know, like, yeah, we yeah, both yeah. have tricky yeah. colors. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, But we could be best friends, and we would never know that. Or, like, we could, you know, love the color purple, and that could be the icebreaker of the conversation that we have, but we would never know that because you want to just assume that you know anything about me. So that's what kind of stuff I would do for other, you know, a white parent talking to their kid. I'd be like, yo, like, that kid over there, he might have the same favorite color as you. It might be green, and yeah. you will never know that until you go over and talk to him and get to know him. And you know what? That's you might one. not it like is. him. You might, you yeah. know what I mean? You might, and that's okay. That's, that's okay. But once you get to know somebody, you can make that assessment. Absolutely. You can't make it just by looking at them. You got to do it on the content of their character. So that's something that I would say. You got to sometimes break it down on an elementary level, you know, but like, that's the kind of stuff we really do see as adults as well. We do things so elementary and then look at it as somehow being like this intricate thing. But no, racism, discrimination, right? It's, it's all goes back to an elementary level and you're just choosing not to mess with somebody. You're not to go talk to somebody solely because you think that their favorite color is blue. When oh, it's really yeah, purple. That's, that's so. well done. Mm -hmm. I was, this reminds me of a, uh, the hardest classes I had at the U of M were uh, sociology statistics. The hardest classes. My, mm -hmm. my daughters are psychology majors, and they're doing psychology. It's the same thing, just yeah. different words, right? <laughs> right? Same concepts. I'm like, oh, those were hard classes. Yeah. And my was like giving PTSD. But there was one of our sociology statistics assignments was about, it was a sandbox study. True story. Can't make it up. Mm -hmm. And it was, they did a study on white and black kids playing in a sandbox when they were six years old. And they put the same kids on a jungle gym when they were 12 years old. And like, like 30%, like 70% of those kids wouldn't play with each other six years later. Yep. And then like the statistically, you know, they went into all the statistics of it. Here I am a 22 year old college student trying to just buzz through, right? I'm trying to mm -hmm. just, you know, get, you know, B, C, I'm trying to take the test yep. or whatever. And I'm yep. like, I was like, oh man, that's unbelievable. Yep. You know, from right. six years yep. old to 12 years old, it kind of like goes back to you said with the, with the color of the shirt, whatever. Yeah. Like, I remember just being stuck in my tracks on that stat. I was yep. like, wow, it's crazy. And, and, and like, this is 1990. I'm like, yeah, that's true. That's mm -hmm. true. I could see that happening. I could see myself growing up, you know, whatever, 14 years before that, and going, yeah, I could see that. I yep. could see growing up, you know, playing with these kids, and then 12, I'm like, mm, maybe not, you know. Yep. Yeah. What did I learn between 6 and 12? What right, What do we? <laughs> what did I learn? What are yeah. we learning, right? What is, exactly, and sometimes is it even like what we're, like, learning or, like, what we're absorbing through the, the, the messages that society is sending us? Yeah. I think, like, that's also oh. like a, big, yeah. a big deal. Oh, big right? time. So, yep. All right, last, you, you get to you get to close out the show. Kind of yeah. What's yeah. your what's your advice? You get that room of 20 white parents with white kids yeah. in a room. What do you give them? Because that's what our audience is, really. Yeah. I, they probably turned it off by now, but right. <laughs> <laughs> we are at uh, 53 minutes yeah, of okay. blabbing here. But yeah. what would your advice be? Yeah, it's tough, but, I mean – this bare bones is this to me is this respecting each other. It's, I mean, it's just, it's not to me, it, it's really not that hard. It's a, it shouldn't be that complicated. You know, you got a player, you may look different, but again, you, you guys all at the end of the day, probably go home, play video games, do the same stuff. So you guys aren't really that different. You know, you get, you guys may look different. The skin 
may be different, but at the end of the day, you guys are doing the same stuff, you know, growing up together. So just respecting each other. I, I mean, that to me is like the bare minimum of what we need to do. And just be aware that, you know, things happen, people say things, but again, that you won't stand for it. You know, someone needs to stand up. And I think I think a lot of it, you know, we can tell our story so we're blue in the face, but we need more people, you know, from the opposite side to stand up. You know, th- I think that's where the change really comes in when other people, you know, stand up and, you know, don't accept things like this. So I think that's the main thing for me. I was going to say something more, but I'm going to end it right there. That's mm-hmm. just Kendall you yeah. nailed it right there, my friend. <laughs> yeah. And the big blabbers on this show are going to just stop talking right now. <laughs> for, for Kendall and Anthony, yep. I'm Tony Scott. Thanks for tuning in this wonderful edition of Hockey is for Everybody.